Today, I'm talking to Vanessa Stabile, the Chief Administrative Officer for One Sotheby's International Realty, the leading luxury real estate brokerage firm throughout Florida's East Coast and top five firm in all of Sotheby's International Realty. Before One, Vanessa worked for several of South Florida's most respected developers, leading the sales and marketing initiatives for multiple pre-construction high-rises. Her involvement in this highly competitive field connected her to real estate associates from all over the world and gave her a deep understanding for what support they need to grow their business and marketing themselves effectively. This led her to her career with One Sotheby's International Realty, which began at One's early inception. Vanessa joined as Director of International Sales in 2009 and worked her way up the ranks. As VP of Marketing and Operations, Vanessa grew the firm's record-breaking development division, which now represents over 20 developments, totaling over $3 billion in inventory, including Miami's most iconic tower, 1000 Museum by Zaha Hadid Architects. Vanessa and I talk about how to lead, grow, and get results. Thank you for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. This podcast was created for real estate agents across the country to come together, sharing ideas to take your, their, and our business to the next level. Our episodes are powered by Breakthrough Luxury Coaching and Membership. This is a coaching platform that was created and inspired by Jerry Metcalf Podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. At Breakthrough Luxury Coaching, this is coaching and membership that provides luxury real estate agents, community and coaching that create results. To learn more, go to getstarted.breakthroughluxury.com. To get the full story, go direct to the homepage at breakthroughluxury.com. There's a letter from me explaining how all of this came together and this is now launched in a big part and powered by the Jerry Metcalf Podcast. Last but not least, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, Modern Luxury Magazine, who's been there through the ups and downs and some of the greatest successes of my career as a real estate agent. At Modern Luxury, connection and community define who we are. Modern Luxury is the nation's largest media company offering leading brands access to the most affluent audiences in the most prominent cities across the United States of America. And lookbooklink.com, thank you for your sponsorship. This is the digital business card, your digital business card, and it's here. To see mine, go to lookbooklink.com forward slash JMP. Create your own with ease in minutes. You don't even need your kid's help. And you'll have a custom name and a custom QR code for sharing. It shares not only your contact info, it shares key resources for your prospects as you meet people. Your prospects and people that you meet will not only never lose your information, they'll see right away why to hire and refer you without you saying a word. Go to lookbooklink.com and use promo code JMP123 for a 10% savings on every lookbook link you purchase. And now for the show. All right, everybody, it's the Jerry Metcalf podcast where top real estate agents tell how they do it. And today we have a great leader in real estate, the chief administrative officer for One Sotheby's International Realty, Vanessa 
Stabile. Vanessa, thank you All for right. coming on the show. Good morning, Jerry. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you. Thank so you. as we get started, Vanessa Stabile, I want to be sure because you say it so much more beautifully than me. <laughs> Vanessa Stabile. Stabile. Yes. See? yes, it's my my husband's last name. He's formal, he's Italian Brazilian. So he has a beautiful accent when he says stabile. <laughs> I bet he does. We should bring him on. Just we should. Just he's, he's very attractive. <laughs> well, I bet he's Italian and Brazilian. I mean, what more could you ask for? But this is about you. <laughs> so coming on the show, giving you everybody who's listening to audio, which most of our listeners are listening to the audio. You've heard a little bit about Vanessa before, but let's revisit. You are a powerful woman in business. Chief Administrative Officer for One Sotheby's International Realty. You're, you have a family, you have a sister who's a real estate agent, you have brothers who are developers, your father's a developer, who basically was the beginning and the founder of Wynwood in South Florida, and here you are. Thank you, yes. <laughs> like, I don't even, normally the first question is, how did you become an agent? But how did you, was that why you, is your background, or how did you get to where you are today? Give us that. Absolutely. So. Uh, when I graduated college, I graduated with a communications uh, major. My goal was to represent developers uh, with public relations. So that's how I started my career. So my career started with marketing, uh, marketing developers. Uh, like you said, my background with my father, my father was a developer for many years. My brother's a developer, and then I married a developer. Uh, so development has always been um, in my blood. And so I started with PR. Uh, working at the Apple organization. It was a very prestigious PR firm that specialized in PR for developers. Uh, so there I got my, 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 you know, my, my initial experience uh, in the real estate world and the development world. Uh, my background has always been with development sales and marketing. So I, over, I worked for multiple developers after working in the PR firm, worked for multiple developers, including WCI Communities, a public company, uh, in representing their communities and their developments with their sales and marketing initiatives. Uh, and I did that for, for maybe about 10 years. Um, wow. Yes. And then and I you say you did that, you were, you were, that was your role being in PR for development or you were with a specific company for 10 years? I did first PR for development, and then I worked for multiple developers throughout those 10 years, gotcha. representing gotcha. their developments and their gotcha. sales and marketing campaigns and overseeing their sales initiatives for those developments. And then uh, 2009, I met Mrs. Maya de la Vega, the owner and founder of One Sotheby's International Realty. And she, she was very intrigued by this development world and this development industry. And I joined One Sotheby's to create the development division uh, in representing developers on an exclusive basis. And so for my first 10 years with One Sotheby's, I created their development division and ran the, the division. Um, and we went from re uh, representing our first developer, which was the W South Beach, uh, David Edelstein, uh, back in 2009, uh, to representing Zaha Hadid's development, 1000 Museum in downtown Miami. Amazing, by the way. Yes. yes. So, so that was my first, uh, ten, that was my 10 year career with One Sotheby's, was leading their development division and leading all of the sales agents within the development division. So coaching them on how to sell exclusive developments, on how to be an in-house agent, on uh, how to market these developments. Uh, so that was you know, what I did. And then 
in during COVID in uh, two, um, in 2020, May of 2020, it's my two year anniversary. I was promoted to chief administrative officer for the whole company. So wow. yes, I, yeah. <laughs> so it's been it's been an incredible journey. I've pretty much had almost every position within the company, so I understand all the various de departments and how they run. Uh, so for this was an incredible opportunity. I couldn't pass. You're the kind of guest we need three hours with, not 45 minutes. So, but quick, so like the first thing that comes to mind is most people come into real estate and even when in a role like yours through the avenue of being a traditional agent. And I bring that up to say, and it's going to lead to a question. Most people see this world from buying a house and I'm just going to go help somebody buy a house and kind of on the ground in the weeds. You came into this world from the other end of the spectrum can you give me like through your experience and what you've learned over the years now what is the difference and what is the advantage and what is i'll simplify this what is the difference between how most people see real estate and how you and how it really works big picture and how you stepped into absolutely. a big picture absolutely like you said i i definitely have a different angle on on, on real estate uh because I come from the, the developer's mindset and, and the marketing mindset and the service mindset. So that to me is probably the most important and, and the, the greatest advice that I could give real estate agents. Um, it, you know, marketing and service is what fuels your business. So uh, from my angle, I, working closely with agents, it's, it's really dedicating that time to service your client um, and really providing um, that level of attention that the client needs. And that's what, that's the knowledge that I bring in because my clients were all developers. As you know, developers have high expectations, high demands. So knowing how to service and provide a, a level of, of, of service to a developer is very demanding. Um, and so that, that background and that ability of, of being able to talk to them about market comparables of being able to talk about to them about marketing strategies, about pub public relations opportunities, community involvement, um, all of that is essential. And, and having that, that, ma that macro vision with your client is so important. Um, so, you know, as, as having that experience, I know how important it is of how to treat your, your customer, your client. Well, there's so much at stake. I mean, like most of our listeners and most of our agents and most of our guests on the show are representing, we've had people representing developers, but even in that aspect, there's very much a mindset of the transaction and I, and not the people are involved, but it's very, even the people, but it's very like in this moment with these people buying this property, <clears throat> how do you, I think you've been able to step away because of your experience, but in that it's when I listen to you, I can hear that you understand there's so much at stake. Now as real estate agents, even when we're selling just like traditional one home, a $5 million home, a $20 million home, a $500,000 home, there's so much at stake for that person in that moment. So how have you learned, and there's so much more accountability I would imagine on the developer end, but what have been like, what is the most challenging thing about just working with high demand clients, whoever they are, and how have you learned that? And how do you know that you bring that value? How, what does that evolution of the relationship look like? Absolutely. I mean, especially in South Florida, we all know how, how competitive the market is and how aggressive it is, especially in the last two years with everything going on. So 
you know, understanding the client that you're dealing with and understanding that that client has so many options, you have to set yourself apart, right? And how are you going to set yourself apart? What value are you going to bring to that client to set yourself apart? So whether it's value through the knowledge you have of the market, uh, clients now, that's what they urge the most is knowledge of the market. Uh, that's it, you could just in conversations so with that, everyone you're speaking to, that's what they want. So to much information is missing right now, unless you're agent in the field, but exactly. knowledge. So, so yeah. knowledge is extremely important. Understanding your, 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 your market, really having that in-depth knowledge. Um, I, I tell our agents all the time. So we released, uh, during COVID, we released a partnership with a consulting, a, a research consulting firm, and we now have a monthly market report. And we under and we release that market report because we know that that knowledge for our agents is what's going to set them apart with their clients. Um, and so, for me, that you know, it's it's like you said, these clients have high demands, high expectations. They're going at a very fast pace. So understanding how to communicate to them what that what knowledge you could bring to them, um, and taking it a few taking it you know up a few steps in terms of the service. So it's not just servicing on them on that particular transaction, but how are you gonna build a relationship with them? How are you going to help them if they need schools? How are you gonna help them if they need um, doctors, if they need assistance with anything to get them settled in? It's, it, I, I really feel passionate about helping the well, developers and the clients. To your point, it's like our clients, whether they're developers or whatever level of homeowner, Guess what? They're people too. Exactly. They all have all sorts of needs, whether it is, you know, uh, I, I remember I helped one of our development clients. Um, their CMO had just moved down to South Florida and she needed an, a nanny. <laughs> simple as that. Something just as simple as helping her find a nanny. That to her meant the world. Uh, so that set those types of services and really thinking outside the box and really helping your client in other aspects, not just the transaction is what's what's it's what they're going to remember so it's it's knowing the market understanding the market listening to their needs and understanding their needs might go beyond what the market is in actual real estate and in doing that we tap into into service and services that obvious but services also i think this is where everybody misses the market hear people say okay like i ask people what can i do for them hmm. you need to look for what you can do for them and in that build rapport that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's 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 observing. It's it's having communication and understanding what they need and anticipate their needs, so that you can help service that. Uh, so, you know, tying that into my current role, that's you know why I, I feel that this is this is the role I was meant for. You know, I came from development, sales, and marketing, but now taking on the chief administrative role, I I feel. You know, this is the role I was meant for because I, my goal with the culture of this company is to really provide service, not only to our agents, but to our staff. So it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, and that's you got like, so your job, just so everybody understands you're in charge of operations, you're in charge of taking care of the staff and motivating agents in that right. aspect. You're not the only one, obviously, but you oversee that and growth. Correct. Correct. That's a lot. Yes, it's a lot, but it's it. I I I'm, I love it. I I've been in this role for two years, and like I said, I feel like this is what I was meant for. Um, I love leading the young generation of our staff. A lot of our staff are millennials, um, so I love really 
coaching them and 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 engaging with them to understand how, you know how the level of service is important in their industry um, and i love working with the agents and helping the agents uh with their business so, so we're, i'm about to take this in two directions go ahead but i'm going to do have two questions i'm going to warn you ahead where they are but i'm going to ask you to answer one first we're talking about demanding clients, which I think in our in our businesses, real estate agents who are most of our listeners and business people, the two things that are hardest is realizing how to have conversations and deal with demands and deal with competitive markets, especially what you're in. And the other one is how do you lead and oversee so many people and keep it all together and do it in a way that everybody's doing their job. But let's go back to number one, because we're expanding. Number one, you've dealt with so many demands, so much competition. You've risen to the top quickly. Like going on the ground, what is your biggest lesson learned in having demanding clients understand your value and navigating difficult conversations? I would say my biggest lesson learned is, is how to keep the customer calm and secure that you're going to come through with what you're, with what you're, you're, you're going to, with what you're going to deliver. I think that giving them the assurance and the comfort and the confidence that you're gonna deliver is the most important. Well, I mean, obviously that's easier said than done though. Yes. Like when somebody, when I'm upset and somebody says to me, I understand, I'm like, says who? No, you don't, <laughs> or we wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> but I think that, yes, that, right? that level, that level of, of, of attention, that level of security, that level of confidence is very, very, very important. And to your point, you really can't fake, this is quoting, I quote Thomas Wright all the time, you can't fake confidence. No. Confidence yeah. comes from knowing your market. Exactly. And when you guys release those reports that are rare, the good ones, you guys have a good one, I've seen it, read it. Because exactly. what it brings to you when you're at the cocktail party or in a heated conversation or a heated negotiation is literally a difference of a $100,000 commission. All right you know, 10, 20, whatever price point you're in sell, million sell. It literally is. Back to your point. Okay. Let's go back to your role. As okay. agents, a lot of agents are interested in how do I, I have a new name for this, level up with leverage. In other words, the market's demanding. I've got a lot of clients asking for a lot. I am, my business is building up. The velocity of this market is insane. I need to be able to handle people with high demands. And I also need to be able to handle, I need support. And in, in at the end of the day, you need a great broker like one Sotheby's. Yes. But you also need to know how to navigate your own support and level up with that leverage because some people can have all the support in the world. And if you don't know what to do with it, you get nowhere. And that leads me to your role. Okay. Yes. Look at what you do. Look at all. It's not an easy job. It's definitely You've got a lot to oversee. How do you how do you lead? How do you pull it all together to get the results? It's you're dealing on a uh, on a daily basis with many different personalities, um, many different avenues. Whether it's it's an agent, whether it's a staff member, whether it's a a, a partner that's providing you a service for the company, vendors. Um, it's you're dealing with so many different uh, groups of individuals and and people. The truth, I, I, I mean, I value myself in being very, very, very organized. Um, I, organization has always been key uh, with with my with my career, uh, but it's it's understanding who I'm speaking to, and understanding what they need out of our relationship, 
so that I can help deliver. That's that's really for me, under, observing and understanding the individual I'm speaking to is very, very important. So whether it's a staff member, if I'm understanding uh, what they're going through on a personal level, what they need to grow professionally, that for me is the most important. Um, I sit, I, I, I speak with them, I dedicate the time because that's really all people want, right? Um, so for, for my staff, that's the most important is, is let, letting them know they have someone that they could rely on and someone who really cares about their future and their growth. Um, when it comes to my agents, letting them know that we care about their business. All we do, my, my team and I, all we do, all of our different departments, our transactions department, our listings department, our agent services department, our, our office manage, managing brokers, all we do on a weekly basis when we gather is try to come up with strategies on how we can help the agents grow their business. What tools are they gonna need? What, um, what marketing assets are they going to need so that they can go to their clients? That's all we do on a weekly basis as leadership here in the company. So it's really understanding what, that, what every single individual needs to make it work. And what I hear, there are two things Number one, have it together. Be organized. Know where your stuff is. Take the time. Get it Sharpen together. the saw. Get it together. Right. <laughs> Sharpen the saw. Do not try to cut that tree down if the saw is not sharpened. Just slow up. Sharpen the saw. And in this market and in this market, organization and structure is what's going to set you apart too, because there are so much. There's so much competition out there right now, and if you don't have the proper structure in place, whether it's you as an individual agent or as a team because you're seeing a lot more teams now, it's you have to be structured and organized because you could easily get distracted. Well, and to your point about a team, what's interesting about teams, especially I think in this market, is that traditionally I've, I've seen, this is me speaking from 250, I think we're on eight, and this interview will be around 260 something. Interview, agents get together and band together because the perception is great. But then the delivery as a group of agents, if everybody isn't enhancing, if you don't know your role and you're not adding value to be, being a cohesive part of something bigger than yourself, it, that's why they don't last, right? And it's as real estate agents, why are we so ADD? We just want to go and pitch people and sell people. And then we win listings and there's drama and we wonder why. <laughs> organization exactly. and understanding not just how great you are that confidence is key but understanding your confidence comes from understanding them understanding what they need and having the backup and support and organization behind you and your own sharpening of your soul and preparation to deliver on it correct i say it like i made it up but that <laughs> i'm repeating what i heard you say i'm just like i'm feeling it so in that, has there been a moment in your career? I know for me, it's been, I naturally can sell very well. And then you get into a big deal and you were all moved on to the next deal and you saw the things you didn't do. But in your world, I wanna ask you about you and then I wanna start talking about your observation of agents because you, I mean, at Sotheby's, you guys have $200 million producers. I mean, you guys are- yeah, Absolutely. We have also- we have 1,300 agents within the company from Miami all the way to Amelia Island. Uh, and we have producers, yeah, definitely selling well over 200 million. I'd love to learn the common denominator of who, like, you know, you see an agent and usually you kind of know that they're mm -hmm. going to make it and the ones that make it, what's the common denominator of them. But first, I would also love to hear from you. What has been your biggest obstacle that you overcome 
Um, and what did you learn from it to get where you are today? My biggest obstacle on a per on overcome on a personal, either or whatever comes to mind. Ooh, um, I would say my biggest obstacle to overcome has always been that I want to please everyone. <laughs> That's the typical real estate agent. <laughs> I want to please. Yeah. And, and, and that sometimes is, is I have to understand that it's not possible. And so, uh, yes. So, okay. So keep going, please. So how yeah. did you figure, what did you figure out? Yeah. So, so setting boundaries, it's, I think that, and, and being a mom of two now with two young children and be it's, it's been uh, something that I've definitely been working on for the past few years. Um, but I think, you know, you, I want to please, you, you always want to please everyone. You want to please your client. You want to please your teammates. You want to please everyone. And it's, everyone has different needs and different, different, you know, requirements. And it's, it's just a difficult thing to do. And motivations. And motivation. How do you, how, how do you know what boundaries to set? Because there are moments where it's a judgment call. Absolutely. It's priorities. It's, it's understanding your priorities very clearly. It's what's going to, what's, what really, where you really need it at that moment. So, and I think it's understanding there's, they're hearing upset people and being able to do, being able to empathize, not sympathize. Correct. And especially now in this market, empathy is a very, very important quality. Um, it's a, it's, it's extremely important with all your clients. You have no idea what the, what that person's going through right now on a personal or, or professional level. So before you know, you have a lot of people that that speak out and 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 are are negative, and and you don't know how you're affecting that person in front of you. So you have no idea. You have to have empathy with every single person you're encountering now. It's more now more than ever in this world. And earlier, when I asked you about being a leader, one of the first things you said was, "Is is organization?" And then you talked about and the way you spoke to it understanding like really like in whatever capacity you're working in as a leader under really understanding who you're dealing with not yes you, you have your priorities but in dealing with them understanding where they're coming from because if all you can see is your side of it and what your goal is that's the roadblock right there it's it's not going to work if you're only focusing on your on your needs you have to as as an agent and as a leader you have to be focused you have to understand what who you're speaking to that is extremely important and what is and this is going to lead into let's talk about seeing agents and then we do have our final three in your experience of being a leader what like how do you do that because everybody thinks they know how to do that everybody's like yes well i listened i understood and i watch and nothing personal but i'm like no you didn't you just thought you did <laughs> I, I will quote Chris, Chris Voss has a quote about projecting and empathizing and like, no, that was actually projecting yourself on them. You were seeing it. No, 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 no. That was not empathy. That was not understanding. What did we, I think we all go through that in life is learning the difference. So, so as a leader, I think that I would say my biggest um, priority in being a leader is, is, is showing collaboration with, with my team and, and who, and, and the, the people that I surround myself with. I, I think collaboration is, is extremely, extremely important. It makes, it makes everyone feel part of the process and it makes everyone feel accountable at the same time. Um, so when, whenever I'm running a sales meeting or if I'm running, um, 
an operational meeting, I like to hear everyone's perspective. It makes them feel heard. It makes them feel like they're a part of the process and they're collaborating. Um, so I think collaboration is, is, and if you're a real estate agent and you're, and you're running a team, a successful team or any team, you wanna make sure that every single team member feels like they're collaborating because if they don't, they're not gonna feel like they're growing and then they're not gonna last very long with you. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, everyone wants to grow and everyone wants to feel important and appreciated. So collaboration is extremely important. That segment right there, like that's the whole interview. The whole interview has been great, but that's it collaborate i can't hear you tell you how many times you hear the word compromise and i'm like what like lose? Compromise, that, no. sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like everybody needs to lose let's just compromise like, like so we all want to lose collaborations like and if we listen and understand the things that are to be offered to be open to that because really what it came down to is getting input hearing people and even dealing with clients they long to be heard exactly Exactly. So I, I, you know, it, we, I think that with COVID, you know, we've, our mindset had to shift a lot. Um, our way of being had to shift a lot. And so that's, it's, it's, it's all coming back to being more, more human and more empathetic, like you said earlier, not so much focused on the end goal and the transaction. It's, it's being more, it's, it's enjoying the process more and being more human about it. Wow, be human. There's always this idea that well, I have to be somebody different when I'm at work. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just be yourself. We need who you are. And the yeah. most successful real estate agents I have found show up as the best versions of themselves that they possibly can. And that's why they just keep flourishing. So we have a final three, okay. but I'm going to make it a final four. Okay. I'd love to know. We've interviewed a lot of one Sotheby's leaders, and I usually this answer comes out. And it already has, but I'm going to ask you directly, what is it? Because it's it's not a secret. One Sotheby's, I think you were the biggest affiliate of Sotheby's International Realty. And One you're the, yes. in the top five, if not yeah. like you're, maybe your number, you're up there always every year. What is it that makes, I mean, and, and frankly, I always want to remind people I'm, I, I, there. this is not like a a paid show at all. No, no, no. And so this is speaking from the heart. One side of these is truly a special, like now I'm going to cry because one side of these is really a special, special brokerage. But asking you as a leader there, what do you think? What is the difference of one? What makes, what is it? I can answer that very, very easily. Uh, I think we're one of the few brokerages that we literally we put our agents first. It's, and it's, it's clear in everything that we do. Um, we, and we all leaders, all, you know, staff members, we share that same mindset. So we've hired a group of individuals that we all share the same, same goal. And that's putting our agents first. We, whether it's, you know, and every initiative that we do, it's, it's, it's the agent can feel it. The agent can see it. Uh, so it's, it, our retention is incredible because of that. Um, you know, the events that we host, the, the initiatives that we create, the campaigns that we release, the agents and can feel the support and they can feel that we put them first. I think that's really what sets us apart. It's, and, and it's, yeah. And when an agent joins us, they can see it instantly. You feel it and the marketing. I've been involved with you guys for 10 years and it, as an agent and not as an agent and the marketing, the heart there's, is it all, it's like, it comes from leadership. 
exactly. the heart and passion you put into it, literally like it or not, it's like the law of physics. It trickles in the marketing. I said this, the marketing is unbelievable. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah. As we, we take a lot of pride in our market. A lot. Of it's on. It's gorgeous. Okay. Now for the final three. Okay. First question. What do you think has been your biggest resource in the success of your career? Uh, I would say my mentor. Mm. Yes. Can you expand on that or is that, is that it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, you know, this, many people can consider that cliche because obviously she's the owner of the company, but I have a very special bond. So it's obviously my. Yeah. I have a very, very special bond with our owner, Mai. Um, and, you know, ever since I met her in my mid twenties, uh, I'm now in my forties. I've been with the company for, for over oh, close to 14 years. And I think that my biggest resource is having her leadership as a strong, powerful female. That's, and that's she is a she is a woman, a woman's woman, and she is true to who she is. Exactly. And I and I value that more than more than anyone. I mean, it's 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 definitely my biggest resource, I would say, for the last 14 years. I didn't ask you this yet. So I'm gonna go. We meant to ask you this, or I meant to, I say we because we were supposed to talk about this. And that's a per this is a perfect segue because in that, and then we'll ask the last two, what is the common denominator? What we looked at, like, I love, because I don't think as agents, we often get enough of like, they're really, this is what it is to be a leader. We know how to sell, how to lead. In that, when you look at successful real estate agents, what do you see all in all, if you had to name one thing, what is the one common denominator of these hundred multi hundred million dollar producers? What is it? their 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 strive their 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 persistence their mm. their eagerness to just to move to continue to to continue to exceed um, heart yes it's their heart their passion i mean i see it in all of them even when we're, we're speaking to them it's like it's never enough they're always they're always wanting more so it's like they live on a, on a higher frequency yeah yeah and they, you just like like <laughs> Like, let me be here with you. It's the best. It's it's definitely contagious. Their 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 heart and their strive is is incredible, and I admire that very much. Is there? And I'm gonna I'm going I'm hopping in the next question because I know you've got a we've got a we're on a time limit. Is there, um, or what is the book? If you had to name one, and you can name more, but if you had to name one, what would be the one book that you say this book has made a difference in my career? This is a you've got to read it. <laughs> or life. I, I read this when I was very young and my father made me do the course. <laughs> it's the Daniel Carnegie book. <laughs> I knew it. I mean, Dale Carnegie. I love it. You're like, Daniel, it's Dale Carnegie. Dale oh Carnegie. my gosh. I'm sorry, why did I say that? But I'm it actually, Daniel, like, I love that you called Dale it Daniel Carnegie. Carnegie. I just called it um, um, Daniel, our president. Daniel De La Vega, right? <laughs> like, that's really what it was. That's Dale the expanded Carnegie. version. Dale Carnegie, that's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. But yes, I took the course and I read the book very, very young. Uh, how to make, how to, you see, now I can't even remember. See, now I've really made it worse for you. I love how your dad made you how do it. How to make too. friends and influence people. That, yes. that, that for me is a book that I always refer back to. All right. If you had to sum up your biggest takeaway from that book and that course, what would it be? Oh, oh, oh now you got me. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, it, no, <laughs> See, it, this is why we need three hours, three hours, but, but anyway, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's how to connect with people, connection, connectivity. It's, it's how to connect with yeah. them and, and listen, understand back to the key. 
Exactly. It's all about that. That's that's really I've you know I've always lived by that. I I that's I would say my biggest strength in 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 being a leader, um, and it's brought me to where I am today. So how old were you when you took it? I was. 17. I want to put my kids through it now. I was seventeen. <laughs> They're only ten and twelve. Okay. I was. In They're going school. now. Yes, in high school. So it, they're actually it, great kids. But and, yeah, he did okay, my, and he did it to my brother as well. So <laughs> I love that. Okay, last question. If there is one thing that you hope we take away today from this interview, if we're going to just forget everything else, what is that one thing? I'm sorry, say that again. If there's one thing, if, if there's one thing you hope we take away, everybody, me and everybody listening, if we forget everything else we've talked about and you could we could only remember one thing. What would you say we got to remember from this conversation or from you? You have to remember of everything that's going on in the in the world today. Everything that's affecting people. Things are affecting people in a different in a different way. And so when you're dealing with a client, when you're dealing with a friend, when you're dealing with a family member, when you're dealing with um uh someone at work, always keep in mind there's the, everyone has uh, things going on in their life. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's tough when, when you see people being so angry or being so negative or being so uh, disrespectful, just you, you have to keep in mind what other, you know, be human, like I said earlier, be kind, be empathetic. I think that for me is the most important. It's amazing how when you do that, it actually starts coming back. <laughs> it, it does, it really does. It really, really does it, it. It's and people are always going to remember how you treat them and how you make them feel. Great last statement. Thank you, <laughs> Vanessa. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you on and getting thank to know you, you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. If you like this episode, please share it with friends. To find more episodes, search Jerry Metcalf Podcast on any platform for podcasts or go to jerrymetcalfpodcast.com. That's J-E-R-E-M-E-T-C-A-L-F podcast.com.